Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's Wave Talk. My name is Jonathan Wright. I run process reengineering here at IBM, and I completely geek out over supply chain. Today, I want to talk about building resiliency through smarter supply chain. I want to look at how technology um, can be applied to supply chains and the lessons learned from COVID that will inform us as we build back better. I believe that now more than ever is the time of the supply chain professional. I just want to look back over time. If you go back to 80s, 90s, through, through more recent times, the environment that we've been operating in has been relatively stable. We've been operating in a period of time where GDP has been incrementally growing year on year, and we have seen relatively stable growth, incremental improvements in the way that we do talent management, the way that we improve order management, the way that we manage supply and demand management. But what COVID has taught us is that we have to be better. And at the same time that COVID came, so we had convergence of technology, blockchain, IoT, AI, machine learning, all coming together to give us a huge opportunity to accelerate the improvements towards future supply chains, changing the proposition, starting to look at how we can make, um, make it easier for supply chain executives, what I call cool work, how we actually make it uh, much more um, empowering for our talent in supply chain. Um, I'm going to talk a lot about that as we move forward, how we can get real-time uh, balancing of supply and demand, how we can create self-learning, self-correcting supply chains. COVID identified cracks and vulnerabilities in our supply chain. Many of them we knew about. We just hadn't invested or we decided not to make the, the investments that we, that we knew uh, were required. Some of the key areas was lack of real-time information. And again, in that relatively stable period, that real-time information was less valuable. We, we lacked real-time collaboration with partners and suppliers and, and across the ecosystem. We, we maintained a serial planning basis based on historic data, largely. And, and in the COVID environment, these three things created real challenges for us. And in a survey that we just recently did with 2,000 executives around the world, we saw some of the challenges that they faced. Rebalancing the workforce, 89% of, 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 of executives found that as a, as a huge challenge. Uh, reallocating product lines to other products, um, instituting new policies and procedures to communicate with their customers. What, what, I, what we realized was that supply chain executives broke through some of the orthodoxies of the past and they found new ways of doing work. They found ways of meeting the requirements of the customers and indeed patients um, to make sure that we as supply chain professionals met our obligations, but we had to dig deep. It's probably one of the most stressful times over the last six months to operate in supply chains. And moving forward, we need to change that. We need to start looking in the front windscreen and not in the rear mirror. In so many occasions in supply chain, we operate based on looking in the rear mirror. We look at historic sales. We look at historic data. We look at what worked last season, last, last week, and, and we base our future predictions based on what happened in the past. 
And again, in a stable environment, that was okay. In an environment where we're just seeing marginal increase in, in GDP, that was okay. But we're entering a period of high volatility. This volatility is not going to go away. Whether we're looking at COVID, whether we're looking at trade, whether we're looking at Forex, whether we're looking at changing consumer behavior, volatility is the new norm. And our supply chains need to be prepared for that. That requires us to get on autopilot, looking through the windscreen and using technology to support us. This analogy between an, an old car and a new vehicle, right, an automated vehicle, I think is fabulous. Because in an automated vehicle, we are focused on what's in front of us. And we're using external data to support us. We're not just looking in the rear guard mirror. One of the things I focus on when I think about the supply chain of the future is intelligent workflows. Let me talk to you a little bit about that. But intelligent workflows by themselves are not enough. Intelligent workflows need to be augmented with new approach to the agile organization how we bring and use our talent from around the, the, around the business, around the enterprise, around the ecosystem. And we need to think very hard about how we integrate demand management into our supply chains. And, and these three aspects are not just things that I'm focused again. Executives from around the world believe that these are the key things. So 70% of supply chain executives are telling us they will use intelligent automation and AI in the next three years across their supply chains. 71% of supply chain executives are saying that efficiency is one of the most important elements in the new operating models. How they bring talent together around those workflows, how they create agile organizations. And 93% of organizations are say they have faced challenges with demand volatility and are looking at new ways of doing demand management. These three things are key as we develop supply chains of the future. I'm gonna spend a bit of time deep diving on intelligent workflows, what they are and how we can drive value from them. Embedding intelligence and digitizing the workflow is absolutely key. You all know what workflows are. You operate in a workflow. You do some tasks, you hand it over to somebody else to do some more tasks, they hand it over to somebody else. And, and you are part of an end-to-end -end process. And what you get out of that end-to-end -end process is hopefully a satisfied customer. You get outcomes. We need to make sure that we understand that workflow. We know how that workflow operates. And historically, that workflow has transcended different systems, different organizations, different, different silos, different departments. And with each of those departments, with each of those handoffs, we've created um, latency, we've created errors, we've created miscommunication. And we have to get rid of that. We have to rethink the intelligent workflow, simplify it, reimagine the way that that work gets done, and try to find a way to get it done down to its basics and use intelligence to get rid of the mundane and make sure that our supply chain executives are focused on the important and not the urgent. Focus on how they can add value. Focus on, on the much more strategic aspects that are driving continuous improvement and making sure that we delight our customers. Intelligent workflow is about looking at how we allocate resource and bring the resource together. 
around an actual table or around a virtual table and not just be looking at um, cross-border, cross-silo um, handoffs. How we use both internal and external data, coming from the bottom of this picture, you'll see the internal and external data, how we use that to make sure our workflows are better informed. And then at the heart of our workflows, how we create a platform that brings AI, automation, and new technologies like blockchain and IoT to make it easier for us to work on one version of the truth. So that whether you're working in a warehouse or in transportation, or you're responsible for inventory management or resource allocation, that you're all working off one plan, that you're working off one trusted data source, and that you can all allocate uh, um, access information at the same time. So we, we've got to rethink the way that the work gets done and try to find a way that all of the mundane is taken care of and that we in our roles can add more value. That for me is what intelligent workflow is about. Challenging the past, challenging the orthodoxies of the past and using new technologies to create the future way of doing work. Continuous intelligent planning is one of those. I talked a little bit earlier about making sure that we look in the front windscreen and not in the rear guard mirror. Continuous intelligent planning is, is exactly that. It's starting to look at how we do demand sensing, demand forecasting, and then use that demand forecasting to inform all aspects of supply chain, transportation, warehousing, um, inventory management, back into manufacturing plans, and then back into the supply base. And instead of of having a, a, a slow, uh, time-based, series-based planning process. We, we move to continuous planning. We, we, we look to, um, instead of having long freeze periods, we have um, continuous uh, blocks of, of, of time where we are allocating um, uh, resources uh, appropriately. We need to get to a point where we have end-to-end -end visibility in the planning cycle, that we're all working off one version of the truth. We eliminate bullwhip effects. When you've got high levels of volatility, you have to be working off, off one plan to avoid bullwhip effects. We need to have constant collaboration so that we're not, we're, again, so that we all have trust of the data. We need to move to predictive forecasting and demand sensing and not just looking at what worked in the past. What worked in the past is important. There's important data in last year, in last week, in last season that we need to leverage, but we need to augment that with new data sets. Data sets like where are we on the COVID index? Where are we on hospitalizations? Are schools back or not? Um, are offices open or not? How many people are moving around? What is the weather? All of these uh, are new important data sets that need to be augmented into our history and given increasing bias to make sure that we're getting the right algorithm to reflect um, how uh, consumers are behaving at any given time. The technology exists, we just need to use it. And then we need to move to lights out touch, touchless planning. So that, so that AI and machine learning is handling the high predictable, predictable aspects of supply chains. Um, and then we as professionals are focused on the area that needs a bit more art, right? That needs more intelligence to actually forecast moving forward. 
So continuous intelligent planning is is really is is the new integrated business planning. It's augmenting that to bring it to real time assessments. Um, and um, I think it's hugely valuable. It will avoid stockouts. It will avoid inventory in the wrong place. It will drive much better uh, on-shelf availability. It'll make sure that we're meeting the high level of expectations of our customers. Um, if we if we just start to to wrap up a little bit here, um, I guess what I want to say is exponential technology. Exponential technology is the new technology that's coming to market. The AI, the automation, the blockchain, you know, 5G, all of these technologies um, are maturing at a time where we are learning a lot about ourselves. We're learning a lot about our supply chain. And now is the time we can use that exponential technology plus the learnings from COVID to build supply chains of the future. And at the heart of supply chains of the future will be intelligent workflows. So four things that I'd like to, for you to take away. One is leveraging AI and technology as we create the future vision. Two is hardening solutions that you put in place as you work through COVID. You found ways of doing work better through that period of time. We need to analyze those and we need to make sure that we get the investment dollars from the CFO to support integrating and hardening those solutions. We need to focus on the human experience. Applying technology is great, but let's do it for a reason. Let's do it for making sure the human experience is better, that we make, um, we make uh, uh, the supply chain professionals better versions of themselves so that they can focus on the important and not the urgent so that they can actually do cool work and they want to come to work because they can have a great experience and they can add value. And then lastly, let's make sure that we focus on sustainability. Let's make sure that we're thinking hard as we rebuild these supply chains about the future. We were warned about pandemics and we need to do more to make sure that doesn't happen. We've been warned about sustainability and we need to do a lot more as, as we move forward to make sure that we are creating supply chains that are fit for the future generation. So with that, I will close out. We'll move to the chat to take some questions, but thanks for listening uh, and I hope you found this useful.